Welcome to Exit the Matrix, Stories of Success with your host, Jane Slack-Smith, where we celebrate the incredible journeys of individuals who've transcended their limitations and achieved extraordinary success. Hello, I am your host, Jane Slacksmith, and today we are going to dive into another inspiring story, a story of transformation, a story when someone made the choice to exit the matrix and live the life of their dreams. And I am so excited to have a very special guest with me today, Rachel Adams. Hi, Rachel. Hello, Jane. Rachel is coming all the way in from San Diego and she is an incredible person who is an absolute light being. She's a coach, she's a mentor, she has transformational courses, but it wasn't always that way where you were living your full life as you are now, Rachel. And to inspire people about their own story, I would love for you to go back to the beginning and just tell us how did it all start for you? Um, well, it actually all started a very long time ago in a little town in England that I realised I had to get out of. I mean, it's lovely to go visit. So that was my first exit of the Matrix. And I, <laughs> I came to the US not knowing what I was going to do. I thought I'd come for two years. Um, my father was living here, so I did have that ability to get the visa. I got a job and then things started flowing and it started to really work out and I became quite successful in the corporate environment. But then I just had this yearning to work for myself, to be an entrepreneur. And eventually I did create that. I had a few things that I tried out and then I landed on this um, making jam business. And I was making jam. Making jam. Right. Okay. Over the hot pot staring staring the wife to make jam tell us so what was that what led to that interestingly is i was visiting my cousin in england who um he was the gardener of this massive estate like a downton abbey estate and he showed me he was keeping bees so he showed me honey that he'd bottled and i thought that's interesting so i was still looking for what i was going to create something in a jar that doesn't like go off the next day as opposed to baking because I was pretty good at cooking. And then I saw um, jam, like really fancy jam in a fancy shop. So I thought I could do that. And I started making jams and it was fun, to be honest. It was really fun. I was really creative with the blackberry cabernet and the strawberry champagne. There was a theme, (laughs) orange whiskey marmalade. So I know, it was really good. Where were you selling those? I was selling them in farmer's markets. So that's how I started. And that was a pretty good business in San Diego because we have great weather. So it's year round. And I really wanted to get into this one particular farmer's market in La Jolla, which is the area I live in. And it was a really busy one. So it's pretty awesome to get into that market. And I got a call on a Sunday. I was at a farmer's market with the jam. And they said, we want you in. And can you have honey next Sunday? I just said yes. I said yes. <laughs> and I thought, what am I going to do? How am I going to do that? I don't know how to do honey. But I said the person you knew with honey was in England, right? <laughs> yeah, my cousin. But so then I thought, okay, I said yes, I've got to do it. Just there wasn't a question, actually, even mm. though it made me nervous, it gave me butterflies. Like, how am I going to figure this out? But I knew I wanted to do it. 
And so I went and found someone who sold honey and said, I just said, can you give me some to sell? And they're like, okay, it was that easy. And so I did that for a few Sundays and it really worked out well. And then um, I was in a class, one of my spiritual classes, because I've always been studying spiritual energy and, and all that kind of thing. And um, someone said, how's the jam business going? I told him, well, I have honey now. And she was like, well, my masseuse's ex-husband is a beekeeper. I'll connect you. So then I got like bulk honey, bottled it, start, and created San Diego Honey Company. And so, so, so you went from the jam company to the honey company just by saying, yes, I'll make it up later, work it out. God. It sounds like you were a creator. I'm not feeling the tension here of exiting the matrix. Tell me more. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yes. Um, I never in a million years would have thought I could create a honey business. I thought you had to be a beekeeper and all of that and didn't know anything about it. But because I said yes to something I knew I wanted, mm. I wanted to be in that market and I had the jam, but they said, have honey just this amazing miracle worked out. I mean, it truly is. And one thing led to another. And who knew San SanDiegoHoney.com would be available and I would create that. And so it just beautifully built itself organically. And I got lots of different beekeepers and I was able to be creative and all of that. And then it got quite big. It was in um, several shops and a major grocery store, you know, was interested. And I just started to dread every time I got a big order because it wasn't it wasn't creative anymore and mm. I like the creativity I need the creativity and it started to be about production and yeah, yeah then it got tedious and I started to dread it so <laughs> so I thought okay I'll sell it and I remembered that long ago before I started the jam business or when I was starting it I told a coach I had at the time I'd like to create a business and sell it and then teach other people to do that. But I'd forgotten that until much later on. So I sold the business and I felt like that was quite an achievement um, because it is, and it is still a really successful business. And then I'm like, what next? <laughs> And I had like a real, I, I got a little down about selling the business because yeah. I thought, well, it was really successful and I built it from nothing. And mm -hmm. it was almost like giving my baby away, you know. Yeah. And um, and I saw the honey in a store on a shelf and this honey under another label was the same honey from the same beekeeper, but the, the honey that was my business that I created was much more expensive. And it, the penny dropped. It just dawned on me. I wasn't valuing what I created. And so the so same honey from the same beekeeper, just with a different label on it, was selling for a lot more than what you were selling yours for. Okay. Well, the, that was my business that was selling for a lot yeah. more because I'd made oh. it really pretty. The bottles right. were really pretty. And the other one had, you know, I mean, <laughs> so same the honey. It was really good honey. But the one that was my company I'd created was twice as much because of the look and because of it was a pretty prestigious brand. Mm -hmm. And so it just dawned on me that I hadn't considered so much what I created, the value of what I created. Um, the, I had the creative drive and that was powerful, but I hadn't realized the value of what I created. And I thought if I'd not 
seen it in the business, where mm. else would I not see my value? And then it's just like all the cogs started to click into place. Definitely relationship. So, and then so many other places. And so then I became passionate about figuring this out. Why was I not able to see my value? Why was I not able to create what I wanted? And um, yeah, it was just a quest to really figure out why did I even have that belief that what I created wasn't as valuable in the first place? What were all those times when I said no to things or all those like forks in the road? What was going on there? So, so there's a real awareness, isn't there, that although you've had some success and the creativity that you had already uh, employed had delivered, but it just wasn't that recognition that, you know, you, you could monetize it or it could actually be something of more value. Where did that turn up in other parts of your life? Where did you start seeing yourself, you know, not valuing your contribution or what you were doing? Um, I think I'd left a lot of jobs before I maximized um, what I could have done, you know. Right. And, and now I know that was my ego telling me, yeah, you're not really good enough for this. You know, I was, I now know. Because <laughs> in my leave, leave, was, leave before they find out. Yeah, leave, leave before I find out. Yeah, exactly. And that's common. Know. A lot of people do that, right? It's just right. that awareness of why. Yes, yes, yeah. And I, I did it with the honey business too because mm. it was getting bigger and bigger. And it's true, I was not so much in love with the work. I still loved the brand. It still feels like a baby I created. Um, but the work changed. It wasn't the creative part of it anymore. It was production. Um, yeah. But I still left before I couldn't cope, before it was more than I could manage. And mm. um, yeah, so, so I went down the discovery road trying to figure this out. And, and I also had the thought that, if I did that, are other people doing this? Are other people not believing how valuable they are? What, what are other people's blocks to really living the life they want to live? Now, a quick word from our sponsor, Your Success Club. Your Success Club is a group of vibrant abundance seekers. If you subscribe to exitthematrix.io, we are going to drop you into the club room, which has lots of goodies, resources, and a free gift just for subscribing. Now, back to the podcast. So I studied a lot of things. <laughs> I studied a lot of spiritual energy work, um, mediumship, and that was an interest more than figuring this out. I've always been interested in that. Um, hypnosis, I thought, oh, that's it. That's the magic wand. You hypnotize someone and poof, that's gone. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't actually work like that. And then I found the work um, that I do now, that um, where I met you as well. And... Um, you brought all of those things together, all of those quests of going, there must be a way that, A, I can value myself, but also I can be of value. So being of service and bringing all of those interests, because I think often when I speak to people who have, you know, a, a spiritual um, interest, 
it's separate to their logical business, right? It's like, okay, I have to have a business, but then there's all these like little hobbies and things that I really like doing. And what intrigues me is you actually saw that and just went, well, what if I actually apply these learnings to a business? Exactly. Yes. And that's where the magic happens. Because <laughs> then it's just all the things you love, all the things. I've always helped people, taught people, coached people. Now I actually value that <laughs> and get mm -hmm. valued for it. And all of those things I bring into the coaching work that I do. And honestly, nothing feels better. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also, you know, what I really love about your story was, and, and a, a lot of people could possibly relate to that because I know I can, is if you look back over your life, you've had success, mm. but it was, it had effort involved. It was willful and you got to put a little bit of your magic in. And then when you kind of got to the point where it might be, you know, a, a, a very successful company and, and you're at the point of going, well, I, I can't add my little magic anymore. I'm packing, packing jam and I'm packing um, honey and that's not what I want to do, I'm going to move on. There has been success and success leaves clues, but it was the clue was the creativity and the interest that you had in actually opening yourself up to, well, how can I say yes and just make things happen? And and I think for a lot of people it's it gets to the point where you go, mm, I'm okay, like, you know, I've got a nice life, this is all right. But you took it a step further. You went, okay, it's okay. I should be grateful. I should be happy. I'm in the box of society says you've got a successful company. But mm -hmm. that awareness point, was there a lot of tension that you felt in going, you know, I'm going to give away or sell a very profitable company and, and follow something else? There was a huge amount of tension, yes. There was a lot of tension but also it just felt like I had to do it. It just, and I didn't know, again, it was just a leap of faith, like coming here to the US, moving. It felt like it was choiceless. Mm. So I knew I had to do it. And then it almost felt like stepping into the abyss. And I'm like, okay, I did it, now what? <laughs> and um, and then I had to create again. I had to create um, a new life and thank goodness, Thank goodness that I was able to do that because it is scary giving up something mm -hmm. that the money's flowing and it's successful and it's only going to get bigger and bigger. But it wasn't filling me with joy. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated. I felt confined. Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. what I learned too was I need to work with people to really be happy. That mm -hmm. always makes me happy. One, I used to work in the travel industry and I always said one of the favorite jobs I ever did was when I was a tour guide taking a group from the US to Australia and New Zealand and none of them knew that I'd never been to Australia. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, a, is this the funny fact that no one knows that I asked you to bring along? Yes. Yes, no one knew. I was the tour guide. <laughs> <laughs> they were depending on but we did have have drivers in all the different cities and um but that was again I really wanted to do it so I said yes and figured it out <laughs> I love that say yes and figure it out so yeah. so 
bring me to today. You, you've got all of these, like I know you, you, you've got all of these different modalities that you've learnt over the years. What have you brought that together to today and, and how do you serve and help people in bringing that insight and your value to serving others? Yeah. So all of the intuitive work that I've done prior to this work and then this work that I do really brought it all together so beautifully mm. intuition is such a brilliant guidance system so I'm able to tune into people and actually guide them to tune into themselves because I'm not mm. doing it for them I'm just mm. guiding them because that's the way they can be truly empowered then they learn to do it for themselves and so I guide them by observing and just pulling out those little things that maybe they might be afraid to say, that might not have even recognized yet. And showing where their, their ego, their resistance is holding them back. And the ego beliefs that are based in something that they made up, that may not be true. And also what their true essence is, their true nature that they're here to express into the world. We're all unique, we're all different, and we're not here to compare ourselves to anyone else, but just to be the best we can be to. And by doing that, we're filling our heart with joy, and that spreads, and that's a beautiful, infectious vibration that uplifts everyone around us. So that's the essence of what I do. So it's guiding people to believe in themselves, first of all, to mm -hmm. understand that they have these beliefs that they created very early in life and to recognize them and not be upset or hurt or fight against them, even to love them for just trying to protect them, but to mm -hmm. override them because now they're empowered and they're empowered to do what their heart, their passion, their soul is here to express into the world. I know speaking with you previously, um, and, and I'm not sure if you're comfortable in sharing this, but you had talked about a client that you were mentoring in the science field. And sometimes people, and you know, I was an engineer, I was, you know, mortgage broker, property investing, the numbers and the maths. And then there's like this kind of, oh, you're talking about intuition, you, you know, I can, I can see that as like the gut feeling as a business person that I've had over the years. You know, how, how does someone that you coach who, you know, potentially has some of these stories going on but is also in a logical type of uh, industry, how, how have you worked with people like that? Yeah, I have a couple of um, clients that are scientists, like really serious scientists, academics, um, PhD, you know, um, and professors. So um, I love it because it actually makes sense. And when they start to practice it, and I love explaining the science behind intuition, behind energy, and everything is vibration. Um, Einstein believed that. There's lots of quotes that Einstein um, quoted about energy. Everything is energy. Um, and Tesla. Tesla, mm, Tesla, Nikola Tesla. Tesla, yeah. In fact, I've got one on my wall here. If you wish to understand the universe, think in terms of frequency and vibration. And he also talked about all things have frequency and vibration. And um, and I have a few things I um, I show people. And there's uh, something called the double slit experiment mm -hmm. that shows how electrons 
change the way they behave according to whether they're being observed or not. And when they're observed, they can create, they create a different pattern when they're fired through these two slits. Mm -hmm. they, and electrons can perform as either wave or particle, which are two completely different entities. And, and you know, so on the quantum level, energy responds, responds to even being observed. Mm -hmm. So I love the science. <laughs> I love the even though I was I did art. I know, I know, I know. We could geek out forever. But what I love about that is that it's almost like that awareness point when you realize you're in the matrix, right? You you're there and there's an awareness point. And by observing that there is another way, you're actually giving it voice and it allows you to step outside and go, Well, what could I create if I wasn't scared? What could I create if I wasn't trying to prove my value? You know, and, and that's what I love about the way that you've bought the you know the quantum physics, the science, which almost is only just caught up and validating thousands of years of, of Eastern, you know, methodologies and, and beliefs. But we're kind of just getting to that point. And, and that's what I, I think um, when I speak to you and you bring that all together and how you, you coach and help your clients, you're really um, allowing them to have the space to use everything that's available and all the different things that you've learned in the past to be able to see it and then call out what they want. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I like to think of it as when we do choices and and we're really committing to what we want to create. Mm -hmm. William H. Murray, who led an expedition to the Himalayas, um, has a fantastic quote about when one is committed. Mm -hmm. Everything moves in to support you. I'm paraphrasing. But it says when, when one is committed, all sorts of things then show up to support mm -hmm this choice that you're making, this decision. So I look at it as commit that commitment, that energy, that saying yes, like I said, yes, I'll have honey. I didn't know how I was going to do that in a week. <laughs> that, that holds an energy, that holds an energy pattern. And I look at, at it as it creates these quantum coordinates to bring the resources in. You don't have to know what they are. You just hold that commitment and that focus mm. and things happen and you keep moving a forward. Life, a life of, uh, of saying yes and then make it up. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rachel, we're going to leave the information in the show notes. You can contact Rachel at racheljulieadams.com and learn more about this awesome person. But, uh, Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your story of how you exited the matrix and uh, how you are, are serving others today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Jane. I appreciate it too. <laughs> Well, look, uh, if you are ready to exit the matrix yourself, then I really encourage you to learn more from the stories from exitthematrix.io. Go there and subscribe and you will hear of more people who have made the choice to exit the matrix and potentially inspire you to do that in your own life. Please subscribe go and to wherever you're listening to this, leave us a review, five-star review, so more people will see this. I really appreciate you being here. And as always, here's to your success.
thank you for listening to Exit the Matrix, Stories of Success. Make sure you subscribe to future episodes at www.exitthematrix.io. Until next time, here's to your success. Oh,